0: The returns when you invest in a female founder, the chances are higher, around 30% higher that you get your returns back. Because women are, yeah, like I mentioned before, even as retail investors, they're way more conservative, conservative investors. When they say, we're talking around, we're talking with around 10 potential clients, they're really close to closing a deal with those potential clients. For instance, I've worked with men before. <laughs> when you're working with predominantly men, there might be some bluffing there.
1: That's Kiara Loon, co-founder of Finu Prize, the free impact investing data app that allows you to access sustainable data on 4,000 plus publicly traded stocks. Thus giving you the power to make impactful decisions with your investments and in your future. In this conversation, Kiara shares the differences when it comes to fundraising between men and female founders, the kind of returns you can expect when you invest in women-led companies and what they did to get traction and new users to the platform. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. As you listen, you can find me on LinkedIn at Eric Melkor. Tag me, say hello. Let me know that you're listening. And now let's chat with Kiara. Hey, Kiara, how you doing? Welcome to Innovators Can Laugh. How you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Okay, let's pretend that you've been invited to participate in career day or job day at a local high school. What would you be excited and proud to talk about, Kiara?
0: But I love this specific example because this happened to me three weeks ago. And what was I proud to talk about is that actually my profession is pretty, quote unquote, young. I'm a growth hacker. I focus on data analysis and marketing. And that's not a profession that existed 10 years ago. So I was one of the youngest on the on the job board uh, seeking event. And yeah, I got hilarious questions.
1: <laughs> yeah. And for those that are not watching this, if you look at Kiara, she looks like she's like 18 here. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Now, what was one of the, the funny questions that you got from students?
0: So, because it's still growth hacking, the, the word hacking is in there. One of the students came in and she was like, Oh, can you help me hack my Instagram? And I was like, No, that's not how it works. But, you know, high school students, that's their thinking. And also they really dive into, okay, how much do you make? Because I need to know before I choose another a direction.
1: Yeah. My son, my son right now desires to be like either a fireman or even a garbage collector man. Cause he thinks those occupations are so cool, but he hasn't gotten to the age yet where he knows about money and knows like the salaries, but regardless of whatever, whatever profession he chooses, I want him to be passionate about it. So I don't, I don't, we'll see where it goes. But anyway, so when you think about all the marketing and digital campaigns you've worked on, Kiara, which one was your favorite?
0: Ooh, favorite campaign I worked on. I'm thinking between two. I think that the favorite I worked on is an e campaign, an e-commerce campaign, because I think that that one was very beautiful. Focusing not only on the the data part, but more on the, the content creation that we did. What we did is we, I used to work for them, a company that focused on making glasses, affordable glasses, and they had glasses in all these different colors. So uh-huh. for Pride, we made a, a documentary, a mini documentary series and focused giving everyone that... that resonates with the LGBTQ plus community a chance to tell their story. So it's combining, yeah, mission and media and content creation. I really like that.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Now tell us about Prize. What is it and what do customers get excited about when they discover it?
0: So Prize is an impact is investing app. Well, that was the original idea, but we we'll what people get excited about is that they can see if their portfolio aligns with their value. And we really simplified ESG metrics by making it red, gold, or green, seeing if your portfolio is predominantly red, gold, or green, in what industry and how you could possibly change that.
1: All right. Now, how have you guys get it? How did you guys get it to market? What did you focus on in terms of getting traction, Kiara?
0: So our main focus in the beginning was Definitely giving them the opportunity to see things transparently. ESG metrics are very hard to understand. So that was our main focus. And we tried to make ourselves very sticky by giving it predominantly free away in the beginning so we can see traction on the the, the app. All
1: right. I mean, how does it work? I mean, if I were to invest, and I don't know if I could, but if I were to invest, let's say, in Apple through the app and it, what would it tell me or what would it show me whether or not Apple was like a hundred percent echo friendly, you know, company or, or how does this, how does this look from the eyes of, of a user?
0: So from the answer of a retail investor, ultimately like yourself, you have eight metrics that you can focus on and that you can see on our platform. You can then just go to our platform, look up, I want to find Apple, you find Apple and then you can see those eight, eight metrics and how they're scoring. So we have metrics that are like equal pay, women on the board, CO2 emissions, waterways. So you can check out all these different metrics and see, okay, they're scoring red in this particular metric. Why are they scoring red? And then you can click on that information and see how they're scoring red, if they're progressing from before and how are they doing now. And also a detailed explanation of what this metric entails.
1: All right. And your user base, is it pretty much globally or is it focused on certain regions right now?
0: Europe. focused on Europe. The company is a publicly traded company and don't need to be focused on Europe only. We also have American companies in there. That's not the only part, but for users, it's Europe. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you first took on the
1: role at Prize as the chief growth officer, and you're also part, you know, or you also a co-founder, what level of success seemed realistic to you? Like, what would be your minimum accomplishment for you to feel like, "Oh wow, I really made a difference in growing ThinU Prize"? Like versus okay. where you guys are right now.
0: Yeah, I think we pivoted with the product a bit, and that's yeah, that's start of <laughs> life. I I think the pivoting of the product by really listening to, well, not listening because we didn't speak to our users, but we did look at how they were navigating on a website. So seeing how they were navigated made us think, okay, let's try to change this and give them an angle that's an easier hook for them. Based on that, we made new features.
1: All right. Is it, tell us about the gender. Is it like 50-50 male or male versus female or who's the audience? Like, are they younger generation, Gen Z, millennials? Can you tell us about the demographics?
0: Yeah, definitely. So we really build our products focused on millennials and Gen Z. So my co-founder, she, she's in finance and she wanted to also invest more sustainably herself. So that's the audience that we really chose for. And where we also build our metrics for. And it is a 50-50 on the male and female. You can see in trends that females are more conservative investors because they really want to make sure that what they're investing is, is in what they care about. And that sometimes withholds them from investing. So I also once shared a uh, on a female and female finance club. And the reactions on that were so good because for them, that was like, oh, that's so good because I was withholding myself of investing. Because if you look at the S&P 500, there are a lot of companies that don't align with my salary. I don't want to invest in certain of these companies so that I can see right away from the start when they're building their portfolio. Okay. What of the, like, which one of these companies really does align with my future forward thinking?
1: After a quick break, Kiara and I talk about what kind of returns you can expect when you invest in female-led companies. All right, let's take a quick break and tell you about RepsMate. That's right, the sponsor of our podcast. Now, RepsMate is a conversation intelligence platform for contact centers. Have you ever wondered how you can analyze 100% of your customers' interactions and turn them into actionable insights to improve customer loyalty in real time? Yeah, that's right, real time. Your contact center could be your secret weapon, and it's not just customer calls that RepsMate can analyze. Their platform can evaluate all your customer interactions, regardless of the communication channel, including chat and email. By extracting relevant insights, you can empower your agents to deliver a great customer experience and improve customer retention. And so, you should learn more about how RepsMate can help improve your business at RepsMate.com. Welcome back to my conversation with Kiara. I am fascinated at how much information when it comes to sustainability initiatives among publicly traded companies. Now, let's hear more on what kind of returns you can expect from female-driven companies. Yeah, no, it seems like you're big into the data. And early on, what did the data tell you in terms of what should you focus on on trying to attract new new customers to the platform?
0: Partnerships. I must honestly say, I think that The FinTech market is a very competitive market. There are a lot of different investment apps and sustainability is something that is now getting more traction. Like I just mentioned with the women and how they want to start investing. And you saw really just around the 2020 that a lot more people started investing. And why was that? Because there were some insecurities that we had to overcome. And a lot of people had more, more more to spend more time on, on that. So yeah, to return to your question, I think that the traction that we were seeing was because of external factors and that was beneficial for us.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That was the year I invested most. There was a lot of free money, I guess you would say in the market. Now, obviously free money isn't free, but there, <laughs> but there was various ways that I was able to take a majority of my income at that time and put it into the market. Now, listen, I was I was stalking your Pinterest page, Kiara, and you have a lot of travel-related pins. I think that's what you call them. I'm not really on Pinterest, but they're either pins or boards, right? Yeah. Now, what is your favorite travel hack or gear? Oh, my favorite travel hack,
0: I book an exam. <laughs> or super last minute. <laughs> and the most important thing I always have with me is my power bank because I'm never fully offline. So I think it's very important that my devices are always charged.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. Definitely a good one. My wife always takes like two with her and I'm the one that's always having look, looking for the outlet. Like I need to charge my phone <laughs> and I'm looking for the outlet because I didn't bother to bring them. Okay. And just going back real quick, I know you mentioned partnerships, but are these partnerships with again, I have no idea here, like with banks or with other financial services firms or companies or, or with who, Kiara?
0: Yes. So we are definitely open for partnerships with banks. Would love to. If you're hearing this, let me know. But right now it's mostly with platforms that are focusing on educating financial literacy. Definitely.
1: Got you, got you, got you. How was it being a part of a company where both, both founders were both female in terms of raising investment? Like, did you guys face any challenges? What was it like being in a pitch? Do you feel like, did you feel like it was a little bit harder versus if maybe one of the co-founders was a male?
0: Oh, sensitive call pay. Yes, I will just reflect on the data and give my opinion afterward. But for yeah, female founders in the, the EU, it is below one percent uh, right now to raise funds. It's very hard. There are wait, wait. Do you mean programs. do you
1: mean do you mean those that are trying to raise funds are below one percent female?
0: No, to the the ones that get funds. So really, 20, yeah, it is alarming. In twenty twenty two, it was I think in twenty twenty two, it was still around the 1%. And now from January till now, it's below the 1%. It's like 0.9% right now for VC money What what is expected to, to give on female founders or predominantly female teams, even if they're not 100% female founders. So if it's a, a male and a female, but yep. yeah, there's not a lot of money flowing to female founders, unfortunately.
1: Okay, well, let's unpack that a little bit. Like, what's what do you think is the percentage of founders that are female that are trying to fundraise and get money?
0: A lot. I know many, <laughs> but in- more, the, than 10,
1: more than 10%, more than
0: 20%. So then we would have to dive back like even more into the data of how many startups do exist within Europe that are right now in pre-seed or seed stage. But if I'm taking that in consideration, I think it's around- 50 to 20% um, okay. yeah, of teens. And the thing is that also investing in women is more successful if you look on return. So there's actually no reason for this to be the case. There's also a lot of research written on this and I'd love to send it to you because I saw how shocked you were by this fact that yeah. um, the return, when you invest in a female founder, the chances are higher around 30% higher that you get your returns back. Because women are, yeah, like I mentioned before, even as retail investors, they're way more conservative conservative investors. When they say, we're talking around, we're talking with around 10 potential clients, they're really close to closing a deal with those potential clients. For instance, I've worked with men before. (laughs) When you're working with predominantly men, there might be some bluffing there. And that is something... There's a big difference in that. So right now, there are a lot of courses where they're teaching women to be more, take more seriously by having more of the male traits in yeah. doing business. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, yeah. I think it would be interesting to flip it around and think, wouldn't you want to, as a VC, get a higher chance of getting your money back? Also for yeah. client. Yeah. Well, this so, reminds me...
1: <laughs> This reminds me of something I, I once read and it was like, you know, a, a man could look at a a job opening and it says like you must have these ten qualifications. And he's looking at it and he's like, Oh, I've got two of them. Let me go ahead and, and apply. Whereas a woman may look at it and say, I've only got eight of these. So I guess I'm not a good fit for the job and she won't apply. And it seems like yeah. it's it's very similar when when you're pitching and you're telling the story and you know, men may be, I guess hyping the story up a bit and saying yeah the market potential is this and we've already got this many potential customers in the pipeline whereas a woman is going to be a lot more honest in lack of a better word and, and be more realistic and pragmatic about the pitch and so therefore it's just not that as exciting from an investment standpoint so it would it would be good to I don't I don't know if you want to call it you know take those male traits or whatever or women to 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 act a little bit more like men, I think they should be themselves. And I think it's the men investors that should become a little bit wiser. That should be a little bit smarter about where they're allocating their money. And then I think after the, after the recent economic downturn that we just experienced, I think, I think a lot of them are, I, as they're saying is camels are the new unicorns. I mean, you want to find founders that have got good a good hit on their shoulders and are being very honest and genuine about the situation. So we'll see what happens, but <laughs> it sounded like that's what you were saying, though, right, Kiara, is that there's a lot of fluff when it goes into these pitches.
0: There is so much fluff. But I think like, especially in the Dutch market, there are a lot of women. Also, let's take a bit of culture in uh, consideration. The Dutch are very direct. So a lot of women here, they pitch and the pitching is also very direct. So there, there is no fluffiness to to even walk around this is the pitch. This is the 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 higher chance of return. Invest in women. Conclusion.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really laughing because that's something that I've concluded to in this season of the show is that the Dutch are very direct, and so and that's why I was just laughing because I've 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 spoken to guests and I'm like, oh wow, they are very very direct in some of their answers to questions that I've had. Okay, well, Kiara. Another question before we go into the, into the rapid fire question stage here. If you were the growth hacking queen of the world and could speak on a stage at the largest event for B2B and SaaS companies, what one thing as it relates to growth would you talk about?
0: Personalization. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I yeah, as long as I can remember with growth hacking, I've always, always known that the personalization and building that your buyer persona is super important. And every time a client was like, Oh no, we already know that data. You don't need to do research. Just, just continue with your growth hacking skills and uh, experimenting. It always failed that research and that personalization is super important. And where, yeah. Every year I focused on that, the results have been more successful.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. I think companies that talk to their customers on a frequent basis or something like, I don't know, more than a hundred percent higher likelihood, likelihood of them succeeding. So I love that. Okay. Rapid fire question, Kiara. You ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Give me the first thing that pops into your head. First question for you. Blank is how you want to be remembered. Blank is how you want to be remembered. Fill in that blank, please. Kind. All right. What celebrity did you have a crush on as a teenager?
0: Uh, Nick (laughs) (laughs) Jonas. Nick Jonas? Sorry. I was very young.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You wanted to be blank when you were a kid.
0: A dolphin trainer.
1: All right, all right. If you weren't a startup founder, what occupation would you be doing now? Maybe journalism. Okay. What's an unusual food or drink that you consume, Kiara?
0: I really really love funchi. I don't think it's weird, but a lot of people might not know it. It's it's from the Caribbean with uh, a corn nail. Corn okay. Right. Yeah. No, it sounds
1: good. One of my favorite restaurants back in Houston was a Honduras chef, and some of the dishes had like this cornmeal. Maybe, maybe some of that was similar to what you're talking about. I think it is. Yeah. All right, Kiara, thank you so much for coming on. Innovators can laugh. We will put links to the show notes and Finu Prize in the in the newsletter and website. Kiara, pleasure having you here. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, father' was mine. Thank you. All right,
1: everybody. This is Eric signing off cheers I enjoy chatting with Kiara she's got a friendly smile and the app that she and her co-founder have built really make it easy to pick the companies that represent your values I also like what she shared about female driven companies and how investing in them is a smarter choice because women tend to be more pragmatic and realistic as to what they can achieve in the marketplace. If you want to learn more about Prize, go to FinuPrize.com. Links to all of this are on the ICO Innovators Can Laugh website and newsletter and show notes. Thank you to Kiara for being on the show. And if you like this episode, subscribe here on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple. And uh, please tell others about it. All right, thanks.